welcome to episode 18 of the Press Forward podcast. I'm Nathan Wrigley, and I'd like to thank you for joining us again. And if this is your first time with us, I hope that you like it and that you find it useful. Maybe you'd like to make listening to this podcast a regular thing. And if so, you can subscribe to us on your favourite podcast player. And this can be done by going to wpandop.org forward slash podcast dash feed. The Press Forward podcast is created by WP and Op. We're a non-profit working in the WordPress space to help you, your colleagues, in fact anyone. You can find out more about it at wpnop.org and I would urge you to take a look. The work is just beginning and we need your help to bring our support to the WordPress community. Maybe you could help us out financially. If so, you could go to wpnop.org forward slash give. Or maybe you'd like to get involved with WPNOP. If so, then please visit wpnop.org forward slash contact or look for the social links in the website's footer. Perhaps you'd just like to explore the content that we're creating. And if that's the case, then there's a blog at wpnop.org forward slash blog. It's always getting fresh content and it's a great place to go for a quick read. Last week, I mentioned a new project that we've launched and you're going to find it over at head2.org. It's a bike ride being undertaken by Dan Maybe and myself and other WP and Op team members. It's happening next May and we're riding from Berlin to Portugal. These are the locations of the previous and the next WordCamp Europe's. The intention is to show that little changes can have a big impact over time. We're not athletes and we're getting on with our lives whilst adapting them slightly to accommodate the time needed to train for this 3000 kilometer ride. If you feel able, please spread the word about this project to others. The Press Forward podcast is brought to you today by Green Geeks. Green Geeks offers an awesome managed web hosting platform that's built for speed, security and scalability whilst being environmentally friendly. Enjoy a better web hosting experience for your WordPress website, backed by 24-7 expert support. And we thank Green Geeks for helping us to put on the Press Forward podcast. If you happen to be a regular listener of this podcast, then you'll know that a few months ago we took a team to WordCamp EU in Berlin. I was tasked with interviewing as many WordPressers as possible. It was great standing in the corridor watching the nearly 3,000 attendees file in and out of all the talks happening. The fact that we chose the corridor was great. It meant that people could easily find us, but it also meant that there was quite a lot of background noise but I'm sure that you'll be able to listen and enjoy the episode despite all that. These interviews were really varied, and you can catch the ones that we've already released in the Press Forward podcast feed. Okay, so on to today's episode. Today I talk with Petra Rekowska. She's been using WordPress for many years and is a huge fan of its potential. She currently works for Human Made, a rapidly growing agency. 
Although it's based in the UK, the team are distributed globally and we find out how that works out for them. We also chat about Petcher's input into the WordPress community, from organising WordCamp Europe, as well as a host of others, to leading the Polyglots team, the team tasked with the important work of translating WordPress into different languages. We get into how Petcher has embraced the WordPress community, making real friendships along the way. Petcher has also been spearheading the initiative of getting children into using WordPress, creating events specifically aimed at children, getting them to set up a website and explore the possibilities that it offers. It's a wide-ranging conversation from someone deeply involved with many aspects of the WordPress community. And so, without further ado, I bring you Petra Rekowska. I am standing in the foyer. Where am I? I'm in the foyer between track three and track one. It's WordCamp Europe. It's the, the first day properly. There was the contributor day yesterday. Day yesterday. Yes. And I'm here with Petra Rakovska. Yeah. Did I get that right? Yeah, you got it right. Yeah. So, Petra, tell me about like who, who are you here with? Are you here alone? Are you with your business? Are you with your company? Um, I am, I'm here with a lot of my colleagues from Himmade, uh, but I'm also here with a lot of my friends from the WordPress community. I was a part of the WordPress community before I was part of Himmade, so um, WordPress my first uh, family, and then I, I became a part of this wonderful, wonderful uh, agency called Humanmade. Yeah, Humanmade is it's one of those agencies, the name just keeps popping up. Yeah. Are they really enormously big? Do they do lots of, you know, high ticket items? I was maybe the 18th person that got hired human made in 2000, beginning of 2015. And now we're 70 people. Uh, so that's uh, quite a bit of growth uh, in the past. What is it now? Four years? Yeah, just four years. Um, human made is one of those. I, I like to say human made is one of the boldest agencies in the WordPress um, ecosystem and uh, we do a lot of kind of breaking stuff uh, literally and you know figuratively we do break a lot of stuff but we also like ground break a lot of stuff yeah that's kind of breaking well you can't really do anything anything major without first breaking no, that's everything point. <laughs> uh, but yeah no we um, we are very progressive we are bold we do uh, interesting um, interesting really challenging stuff with WordPress. We work in enterprise, which is always very challenging when you're talking about a platform that has an image of, uh, you know, being by like, you know, a mid-level corporate website. Uh, no, we do we do huge stuff with WordPress. Yeah. And, um, you know, we are also uh, contributors to the WordPress community. A lot of our engineers are um, are um, core developers and or develop major features of important plugins. We have a lot of plugins on our own. We open source a lot of our work. Uh, we have a lot of people that are not engineers that contribute to various other um, 
various other areas in the WordPress community, myself included. Nice. <laughs> I have a memory, and this could be completely wrong, that your head office is in a place called Matlock. That is true, yeah. Matlock in the UK. Matlock, yeah. Where, where, I don't even know where Matlock is in the UK, but I know it's near where I live. It's in the north somewhere. It's in the, yeah, it's, cl it's close to the Lake District. It's beautiful there. Oh. It's, one of, it's one of the most, in the spring, it's one of the most beautiful places yeah. in the UK. I love Matlock. And yeah. so it grew from Matlock. Yeah. Or did the guys move from Matlock down to, I don't know, Nobody moved or? anywhere. We are completely distributed. Okay. So they, well, the first four people used to work out of the Matlock office, but that's how many people it fits to this day. Like, it doesn't fit more than four people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was never going to grow unless, unless you went to Scooby-Doo. Well, it, it, it just happened naturally. Yeah. You know, they started looking for talent. They hired somebody in Australia. Right. <laughs> you know, they didn't really expect them to get the train every morning to the Matlock office. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it kind of happened like that. And then, you know, they started hiring people all over the UK, yeah. then Europe, um, and uh, then in the US and everywhere. Are your else. developers then literally in all, all corners of the globe? All around the world. Everywhere. Yes. Australia, America. Yeah, Australia, New Zealand, the US, all over the US, all over Europe. Does that make it fun? Asia, Asia and uh, other Asian countries. Yeah. It makes it a lot of fun. Yeah, because yeah. you're meeting new people all the time. But also, do you, do you actually get to meet them? Yeah, we do. We do have do at, least one, at least once a year, we do a big country, company retreat. Uh, it's very important when you're working remotely to to know the people that you work with, um, it helps prevent a lot of a lot of issues. It builds trust, it builds relationships, and um, when you have a distributed environment, the relationships are what make people be responsible, accountable, uh, and uh, you know, caring about the other people that yeah. they work with. So once a year, everybody together. At in least the, in one, the same hotel. at least once a year. But we do go to a lot of work camps. So like small groups of us meet. Um, in other locations as well. Yeah. So how do you do your sort of day-to-day -day work? How do you communicate with the other guys, the other girls? We work through Slack. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so, uh, well, but a lot of us come from the WordPress project, so uh, communicating across time zones and across borders is not something that uh, a lot of us were unfamiliar with when we joined. So we do have a huge Slack instance. We do have three big regional uh, teams. So we do collaborate cross-regionally as well. We schedule all appointments so that um, all the regions are kind of covered. If we can't cover every region with one, we schedule another on the same topic. Okay. Yeah. And um, let's talk about your relationship with WordPress. I mean, clearly you have a relationship with WordPress. You're here, you're very interested in it, you're keen. Um, where, how far does it go back? What year do you remember first looking at WordPress and thinking, Ooh. This could be fun. Oh, 2007 was the first blog I created, I think. I've been contributing since 2011. I started uh, translating to Bulgarian. Then in 2013, I went to Leiden to the first WordCamp Europe, where I volunteered. And then from there on, I joined the WordCamp Europe organizing team. Uh, later that year, um, I took a little bit more responsibilities in the Polyglot team. I became a, a global lead for Europe. Then I started leading the whole communication part of the whole uh, translators team, just helping new translators on board from all over the world. So. You're, you're very busy. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes, I am, but we are a huge team. There are a lot of people that do a lot of amazing work. Um, do you do you like coming to these events? Do you feel like it's a bit of a holiday, or do you feel like it's a bit a bit of work, a bit of holiday, a bit of play? Um, I never thought of WordPress as being work in the general sense. It started with um, you know, just a deep feeling of satisfaction of doing something that impacts a very 
like a, a large number of people and then you start meeting these people in person it's just nice to kind of expand your day-to-day -day with this rich cultural experience uh WordCamp Europe is like that you just it opens the door to a whole other world it just kind of makes earth a very small place all of a sudden because there are people from everywhere and you the only thing you need to do is like be open-eyed and curious about everything that's happening around you and uh and it, it it grows naturally that's not i don't see that as work uh necessarily it's just the thing that i do <laughs> and wh wh when this comes do you get excited still about doing things like this when wordpress sorry wordcamp europe or wordcamp wherever do you still have that sort of like excitement oh, about going i've always been very excited about wordcamp europe wordcamp europe is something that I that is very close to my heart I it's um, the first WordCamp that I organized the first WordCamp that I led <laughs> um, I was a part of the organizing team for four years and um, and now I'm I'm coming as an attendee I come as a speaker I come as a workshop uh, lead I do various other things and uh, and I come to see my friends uh, my kind of large WordPress global family. Yeah. Yes. What goes on in the back? Because I've I've not in any way committed any time into helping here. I'm yeah. Just, just <laughs> what goes on in the back? Is that yeah. what you're asking? Yeah. What, what's I mean, clearly an awful lot. But how 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 many people roughly would you imagine have been involved in this? And how how long ago did they start planning it? So uh, if you're asking about Berlin, I think there are a. a little over 60 70 organizers this year uh last year was like 50 plus uh the year before it was like 30 plus and before that like when we first start when work like leiden was organized by six people sofia uh the year when my country hosted work camp europe was organized by less than 10 people local organizers were like a team of five uh and then like it exponentially grew uh, with every year and the number of attendees, the number of the <laughs> people that wanted to come grew. So the organizing team had to grow. But it's um, a small, like not a small, like it's a huge conference that is organized by a, a big remote team. And they start almost immediately after the edition of the pre previous edition finishes, the, the, the next edition starts. So for example, um, by the time Berlin is over, uh, it's already clear who will host the, ne host the next one. And, uh, and uh, the team uh, is kind of uh, prepped, the local uh, leads are known, and then they open this huge call for organizers, for uh, remote organizers. And yeah, they have uh, a lot of teams. They have the communications team, they have the local team, logistics team sponsors team, speakers team, there are so many teams that are doing contributed team, doing different parts of this event and uh, coordinating between each other. Do you, think, do you think helping out at events like this would be a good way to, to introduce yourself to WordCamp? That's the best way. Yeah. Start with volunteering. This is the first step. Volunteer uh, at any WordCamp, not necessarily WordCamp Europe, like your local WordCamp, just volunteer. That's what I did. Uh, that's what I did the first time. Uh, I came to WordCamp Europe, I was a volunteer. And you get an insider look into this uh, amazing organization. You meet the people, you get a chance to demonstrate the things that you're interested in and uh, kind of make, like, I don't know, just a step forward if you want to go and organize the year after that. So 
yeah, volunteering is a great way. Oh, nice. Yeah. Do you like do you like these big word camps, or do you? Well, not that you've got to have a preference, but is there a preference? Do you, do you like the big ones? Do you prefer the small ones? I love WordCamp Europe. Yeah. Uh, I love WordCamp Europe, but I, I love small WordCamps as well. I, I really like um, small WordCamps that are happening for the first time, the excitement and the kind of um, atmosphere of a buzzing first-time experience. The organizers is very uh, infecting. It's, it's a really good vibe going on around a lot of them. I mean, uh, local work camps that are happening for a lot of, like for a consecutive year, that's, that's great too, because you, again, like see a lot of people that you already know, um, and uh, you meet a lot of people that are there for the first time as well. Um, I don't know, local events are, are great. WordCamp Europe is just home. I'm really surprised. I, I, I knew the numbers. I, I was aware that there was going to be 3,000 people. Yeah. And then, then I arrived, and I was, I was still amazed by how big it all is and how, uh, what, what, what level of thought and attention to detail has gone yeah. into it. It's amazing. The camp grew almost twice in size from Seville in 2015 to Vienna in 2016. Do you think it'll get bigger? Is 3,000 like a ceiling or are we aiming for 10, 4? I don't think there is a special aim, no. but we're just trying to accommodate whatever number comes our way, you know, to just prep for that. Yeah, you, you were saying earlier that you, you kind of like love the WordPress community. Do you, do, do people that you've met at these events, do they end up being your actual buddies, your friends? Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. You've got lots of like stories about meeting somebody at these kind of oh, events. I've traveled with a lot of friends that I met yeah. with the WordCam or WordPress community. I have them visiting me in my hometown. Uh, I organize trips with them. I organize trips specifically to see some of them. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I have a lot, of, a lot of really, really close friends that I met through WordPress. One of the, one of the things that the charity f has found out from the survey that we did, we did quite a large survey recently, we found out that a lot of people working, well, we only asked WordPress people, so that's all we can say, but yeah. a lot of people, uh, they find themselves to be quite lonely sometimes, and they, <laughs> there's Bernard, just trying to stab you with something, <laughs> they, um, they, they find themselves to be like quite lonely, and uh, you're gonna say hello, hello, hello. hello. Um, yeah. Um, find themselves to be like quite lonely and so one of the thoughts is well this is a great way to sort of break that mold and so hearing stories about you know people who show up they don't necessarily know people but give it a couple of years you know make the effort buy the ticket come and real actual real life supportive friends can come from them. Yeah. and not on, not only for extroverted people as well because you can um, like obviously you can tell from you know having met me like 10 mi minutes ago I'm quite an extroverted person so I don't have trouble meeting people but a lot of people have trouble meeting people and we've thought a lot about people like that uh, while organizing WordCamp Europe there are social events that are happening that are designed specifically to uh, make people that are a little bit more shy and like not that outgoing um, we've like there are events uh, organized especially for people like that to meet other people and uh, to kind of find common interests. There we had like tribe meetups and networking, speed networking events, and there are a lot of like little socials that are organized around common interests within the WordPress community. So um, 
these things are well thought of and we realize there are people that are shy and not really that outgoing and that's absolutely okay and work camps can work for you even if you're like that yeah and volunteering again i can't recommend volunteering enough like this will give you some context some ways to like break the ice between you and people that you don't know like common tasks and things to do together uh immediately jump into together immediately like just make you get to know the people and yeah it's a good i've never really thought about it in that context yeah, no, yeah, that's working the on the same task exactly, with, yeah. a, with somebody that you've never met that's yeah. oh, that's a great yeah that's good. <laughs> so, uh, i have in my memory reading somewhere that this week you did something quite nice involving like the family the whole family the children yeah tell I, me about I've, that because i've that been doing that for a while now well so in 2016 i um i led the team for work camp europe and then after that, uh, I wanted to take a little bit of a kind of a break from um, organizing WordCamp Europe. First of all, because you know there's there were so many people that wanted to be involved, so um, the team could do without me. That, that was absolutely fine. And second, because I really wanted to try and do something a little bit different than I hadn't done before. Up until that moment, I had gone to WordCamps, organized organized WordCamps, volunteered at WordCamps, and spoken at WordCamps, and that was primarily what I was, what I was doing. Um, and then in 2016, we came up with this uh, cool idea that we might try and like teach um, kids how to set up their own websites on, on WordPress. So we did it for the first time in Bangkok in their first WordCamp. Um, and there were uh, just a, a couple of kids that turned up, like five kids that turned up, but they had so much fun with us um, that, uh, you know, I decided that I, I want to do that more. So organizers in Sofia, in Varna, in Macedonia, <laughs> in like a bunch of other places. We organized one in London. I wasn't there, but um, just helped. I prepared this uh, documentation for WordCamp organizers that want to throw uh, a workshop for kids. And it's always so much fun. They just like set up their websites that they pick a topic. They learn to create content, to add images, videos, things like that change their themes it's like a game to them they do so well with that stuff so much better than like a lot of adults but it's like their own thing you know and they own their content and we teach them about how you know this is their own space and they can you know create and use it to kind of express themselves and they don't come with any preconceived ideas either no, do they so no. this this editor as opposed to that editor no. is of no importance they're quite happy to use the new editor absolutely yeah, yeah exactly and it's funny because we use wordpress.com and that changes weekly yeah, <laughs> literally yeah, yeah, yeah. and it changes based on like what browser you're using and where you're from in the world it like automatically like you get uh, and localized version if you your browser language is set to German, for example, and then your the volunteers that sit next to the kids are like, uh, I don't know how to use WordPress in German. And it's like, well, figure it out. The kid next to you knows it. <laughs> do you do this with the parents in the room at the same time, or do the parents? It's either or. Yeah, if, if the parents want to stay, they are more than welcome to stay. If they want to just like you know have a coffee while their kids are having fun in the workshop, they can do that as well. That's great, and you you personally get get a bit of a thrill out of it oh yeah oh no definitely yeah yeah and we get a lot of volunteers we get a lot of volunteers to help the kids because we want every kid to kind of have a, receive special kind of special attention and uh kids move at different paces we also organize it for uh an age group that is quite large we organize it for kids from 8 to 14 years old so that's 
yeah, that's kind of a big difference. So um, when every kid or, or every two kids get like a volunteer working with them, they can move at their own pace and they can do, you know, it doesn't really need to be a classroom vibe. It's more of a like playground vibe. Oh, it sounds great. <laughs> it's really of, cool. Do you do it on Contrib Day? Uh, yeah, we did it yesterday on Contribute Day, but we've done it during uh, conference days. Last month in Vienna, we did it during the conference day and it was still great. Did you hear? Did you hear Matt speaking earlier? Just to change the, the subject. Did you hear? Okay, we'll, what add, we'll add it back. What, right? what did What did Matt say? No, nothing. Nothing at all. I just wondered if you'd had a chance to see. I I usually like um, read summaries of uh, of Matt's uh, highlights. Well, he spoke. The, the reason I was asking really is because he spoke a bit about about the future. You know, and he just yeah. going six months into the future. So my segue from that was going to be, you know, do you do you feel like? WordPress is your future. Do you believe this community in five, six, eight years will still be going strong in the same way that it is now? Oh, I'm certain it will. It's already, I mean, let's see how it goes through like teen, teen years. Uh, there, there's been turbulence in the, in the past couple of years, but I mean, which teenager doesn't really experience that? Um, no, it's been great uh, seeing WordPress change and evolve and grow. And it's, there's so much exciting stuff coming up. Uh, our way, um, I'm sure that if there's one thing I'm sure of is that the WordPress community is not going anywhere. It's, it's getting bigger all it's the getting time. Getting bigger, it's getting stronger. There are connections made despite like uh, you know rough patches and all that. There are a lot of people that are um, getting closer to each other. So this this statistic always keeps coming out. You know, this thirty something percent of the internet. You know, and it just keeps crawling up. Thirty, yeah. thirty one, thirty two. Thir- wherever do you know we're how? Now. Do you know what percentage of that is in foreign languages? I'm I'm going to be ignorant and say I don't know. It's more than fifty percent of all of the WordPress installs currently are in languages that are different than American English. That's amazing. I read something the other day about the Spanish team having yeah. completely nailed their the Spanish team, the Romanian team, the German team, a lot of like a lot of oh, do you know how many uh, languages WordPress is translated into? I'm going to say all of them. <laughs> I don't know, 100? <laughs> well, no, there are thousands of languages, but yeah. we have it, we have it uh, ab- like we are able to localize it in more than 200. Uh, wow. And more than 100 of those are close to 100%. So it's a, it's a huge number, and it's an effort from thousands and thousands of people. It's interesting because a lot of the people who maybe listen to this may- maybe don't know how that stuff works. How, how does WordPress... Get, get trans- translated. This is not magic, is it? It's no, it's not magic. Ha- it's work. volunteers. You go to translate.wordpress.org. You choose your language. You go. You pick a project because you you don't actually only translate WordPress. You can translate pl- all the plugins and the themes in the repository, uh, in all of the locales that WordPress supports. So you go uh, to translate.wordpress.org. You pick a language and uh, you pick a project, and then there's uh, there's a, an interface that allows you to see a string in it's original and then a box that allows you to add the translation into the language that you've chosen you just get stuck in yeah and yeah yeah that's great that's how i learned wordpress right yeah just translating. I'm, I'm not a technical person so i translated it and that's how i learned about like multiple functions that i didn't even know existed okay when you you sort of come to these kind of events you're obviously surrounded by a whole bunch of people and i have this th- i have this th- it's not even a theory i i actually believe that the people that make up this community are a bit different and a bit special. How are they special? Well, what what I was the way, the way it kind of works for me is I've been to quite a lot of conferences that've got nothing to do with WordPress. Okay. And I've always I've always kind of thought I don't really want to go to this conference. I've always been thinking, oh, I'm, 
I'd, I'd rather not attend. <laughs> Whereas I get really excited about coming to these. And I don't know what the difference is. I don't know if it's like an open source mentality. I'm not sure. Now, this is not about business. It's never, I mean, a lot of it is about, like a lot of these people make their living using WordPress and a lot of people come here for business purposes as well. But the atmosphere and the overall vibe is never a corporate business environment and like, let's go build the future and sell a bunch of stuff and all that. It's always about, you know, let's help people. Like even businesses come here being like, well, we've built this thing. We want you to try it. We'd love you to try it. We want to hear what you think about it uh, and, and all, of, all of that. I know that that's the idea we come, we come here with uh, as a company to just like build connections and meet people, share our knowledge, uh, share our experiences, um, learn from others. That's, that's, how we, that's how we grow our company, you know. Do you get that feeling though? Do you, do you share my sentiment that the it's special, a bit special? The special feeling? Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's, I mean, it, I, I feel very connected to, to this community. So, of course, I'm going to say yes. Um, but I've never been a part of a community uh, to the depth of, uh, you know, the, the, the way I'm involved with WordPress. So I have nothing to really compare it to. You should ask Jenny Wong. She is a part yes. of the PHP community, and, uh, and she can talk to you about yeah. <laughs> what, what community is special and why. <laughs> But um, this is, yeah, this is my home. So, of course, I'm going to say everything yeah. about this. Is, uh, it feels very special. That's an interesting phrase. You just described it as being your home. Is oh, WordCamp that... Europe, definitely. Yeah. It doesn't matter where, where, where it happens. It's yeah. just this home is where all the people that you care about are. <laughs> when you come to these events, are you... You said you were like an extrovert. So I was just wondering, you know, do you come to primarily meet up with the people that you've met in the past, that you've, you've, you've exchanged... You no, know. not necessarily. You want to meet I'd the con new. I'd contribute today. I always love to meet the new, the new contributors to the Polyglot table. It's like I've, it's almost like discovering every time you discover different people, different cultures, languages, and things, things like that. I come to see my friends, of course, but uh, I always I'm open to meeting new people to an extent. You know, people you get tired, you want to like shove in a corner and kind of have a little bit of quiet time from time to time. That's that's okay as well. And it's okay sometimes to not like really feel like socializing all the time. It's okay to come just to see the, the your closest friends and like to kind of drag them into quiet places and you know catch up with them. Yeah, the I guess some people listening to this may never have been to any event like this before. And I suppose when you look at the websites and things like that, and you see the itineraries and you see the talks, you. you kind of get the impression that that's what it's about you attend talks and sit in chairs and then go to the next talk and sit in another chair no. and then at the end of the day go home and for me it's mostly about hanging out in the corridor yeah. <laughs> I, love, I love that that aspect it's a good mixture of everything really that's uh, one of the good things about the conference growing to this extent is that you can create a really neat schedule of like content that you want to be exposed to but you can also like find a lot of time to to interact with your with your friends or to meet new people, hang out in the sponsors' area, to like just walk around, to go see the city that's hosting the camp, to go to some of the recommended places that the organizer team prepared. Uh, you can do everything and still like, it depends on how you feel, what type of, pers of person you are, um, how new you are to the community. That your experience changes as you come to more and more of these events. My um my kind of remit, if you like, for this next couple of days is to is to record 
podcast. Like yeah, there so you go. I have a purpose, yeah. which is which is that. I'm just wondering, from your perspective, do, do you have like a human-made set of things to do? Do you have a, like a little laundry list of things that human-made would like to have like, like to have ticked off by the time meeting, you've gone? Meeting more people, getting introduced to more engineers we could potentially work with, project managers we could potentially work with, partners and uh, agencies we can partner with. Um, this is usually the human-made agenda. Um, we don't come here to like sell stuff. We we come to make connect to create like friendships and make connections and uh, you know share experiences. Do do you do you see that it, it works on that level? Do you leave at the end of it and think, oh, that that was probably in two days I achieved what I could do in X number of weeks on the telephone? Well, I don't really have a statistic like that, but I can definitely say that it's always uh, amazing meeting people in person and it's very very useful. The the thing I can say that about is uh, quality time with my coworkers. That is what I can say that about. Like in in a couple of days, we make we make sure we have enough time to kind of just catch up and have enough FaceTime to hold us for a little while. You know, while we continue our day to day stuff that mostly happens over the internet. Yeah. Yeah. When before we started doing this recording, I talked about the kind of the, the, one of the primary purposes of this charity, and that is to give support back to people who might need it. Yeah. And you said that you were open for a, a conversation. Yeah, about that. absolutely. Yeah. I am very, okay. very open. I mean, it's it's easy. It's very easy, both in the open source community and in businesses that are primarily distributed and remote to all of a sudden feel overworked and very isolated. So it's not something that we haven't come across. Like, on the contrary, it's something that you see a lot. Uh, you see it in the open source with people trying to contribute and like dedicating more and more of their free time. And like some people get really engulfed with it because, again, the sense of fulfillment you get from the fact that you're doing something for such a huge amount of people, you know, you translate uh, into, you know, one of the most popular languages and all of a sudden thousands and thousands and thousands of people benefit from your work and then you, you take pride in, the, in this, you feel accountable, you keep doing it more and more and, uh, and sometimes it can just swallow you, it can just, uh, it can just become too much and then people don't really realize that uh, until they really burn out um, and it's not not a good feeling so we kind of have to watch out for each other um, and, and at human made do you do you have endeavors to yeah at human made uh in agency life and business life is the same like the accountability that comes from being a part of our remote team you know we are all very autonomous in our work we take kind of great responsibility in everything we do but it also like comes with always like the expectation of always being there, always delivering, um, and sometimes life happens. So at Human Made, we kind of have policies to support that. Everyone knows they are free to come forward and say, I'm very tired, I am very burnt out, I am very, you know, this last project exhausted me, I need to take time off. You know, we, we make sure people take enough time off. We make sure that if somebody reaches some kind of a breaking point, they're supported in many ways. Like time off is not the only way that you can that you can help uh, in ensuring people can, you know, disappear for a while. It's not the only way uh, you can ensure that we we have policies for people to kind of see uh, counselors. We have a lot of support that they receive from our people ops team uh, from their managers as well. Yeah. 
Do, if, if I may ask, do you have any personal experience with those kind of things? Uh, I definitely do. Yeah. I'm, uh, you're actually catching me in a very interesting moment in my life. Um, I've been having some health issues in the past kind of, yeah, I'd say the past two years. Um, and uh, I've always felt very, um, very strong accountability about the work that I'm doing um, in the community and at Human Made as well. So it's, it's always been hard for me to like not work after hours or uh, not take on a task immediately after, you know, it comes my way. And uh, I, I've had a couple of periods of um, very unpleasant burnout situations. And um, at this point, because of my health issues as well, like realizing that you need a little bit of an extended time off and leave is something that is not, doesn't really come naturally to me. <laughs> it kind of feels like, you know, maybe this will be a burden, maybe this will be too much. But um, with the support of my colleagues, uh, I've realized, that, you know, that I probably talking to a professional about, you know, the issues that I'm facing and trying to kind of navigate a little bit better my, uh, uh, the balance between the thing that I do, which is, it's not really my job, it's like what I do and, and uh, the rest of uh, my life. I do have, yeah, I do have personal experience with burnout and I, I would recommend to everyone that they just like watch out for the people that they care about at work and in the community. Um, they're very easy to spot symptoms of, uh, of burnout. Um, and did you, you mentioned your, your sort of colleagues? Yeah. Did, did the people who aren't necessarily working at Human Made, you know, the, the people that we're surrounded with now, did that did that offer you any support? Uh, you mean people that are here? The WordPress. Community, the, the WordPress, WordPress community. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, it's been amazing to see, um, to see the Polyglot team um, just cracking on. Of course, like I never thought that it wouldn't be able to go on without me. But it was really good to see that the foundation that uh, you build with the help of others is helping people. You know, keep going with their tasks in the community without you necessarily being there all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's pretty amazing. It is quite amazing like the best thing that I that has happened to me has been realizing in several areas actually like organizing events is another one like you organize an event you prepare the documentation and you kind of share enough knowledge with other people so that at some point you can disappear and uh, and and the event goes on super smoothly without you and this is like such a delight kind of feel that you know it's almost uh, it's almost a little bit of a controversy. It's like, at, at the first you feel like, well, don't they need me? I feel like, you know, I'm a kind of expandable now. But on the other hand, you've moved on and now you can do different things and now you can move to another area and there's always another area that, of the project that you can help. Happened with the WordPress, uh, Global WordPress Translation Day. This year, uh, WordPress Translation Day for the first time was organized without any um, involvement on my part. It was an initiative we started in 2016. It's the first. It was the first global uh, distributed contributor day. Uh, it had like meetups all over the world, translation meetups all over the world, happening in the same 24 hours. And a global live stream going for 24 hours as well. People joining from everywhere, saying what the language they translated. So since then, we've done it every year. Uh, and in the last two editions, I haven't been uh, involved. With organizing and in the last one I wasn't even there on the day and it still happened and it's 
it, the results are absolutely evident. That's a really interesting revelation, isn't it? That you, you know, life can go on. Of course, without, yeah. You know, the, the the team is big enough. The team is big enough. There are always people that's go that are going to to pick it up as long as you leave like a strong legacy and you do the best you can to make it clear that everyone can get involved while you're doing your job. I I think I've asked everything I want to ask. So okay. I'm just going to say, is there anything else you want to add? Um, I want to say thank you for doing this, and I think that uh, the charity is really important. I want to tell everyone that feels isolated and lonely sometimes but that's that's okay and uh just like get busy around your local meetup or your local work camp and uh you will instantly feel connected with others i can absolutely guarantee that thank you very much Petya. One of the purposes of the Press Forward podcast is to lift the lid on topics that don't get talked about enough, to allow people to share their stories so that others might listen, and by listening they may gain an understanding that they're not alone. There are other people out there who have faced the same situations that you are facing. They have found a way through and can offer support to you on your journey. Maybe the person is already in your life but they might not be. And that's what WP and Up is here for, to connect you with the support that you need. The Press Forward podcast is brought to you today by Green Geeks. Green Geeks offers a specially engineered platform that gives WordPress users web hosting that is designed to be the fastest, most secure, and scalable hosting available in multiple data centers. Their WordPress hosting makes deploying and managing WordPress websites easy with automatic one-click install, managed updates, real-time security protection, SSD RAID 10 storage arrays, power cacher, and expert 24-7 support to make for the best web hosting experience. And we thank Green Geeks for helping us to put on the Press Forward podcast. That's it for this week. Please let us know if you're enjoying this podcast, if you find it useful or helpful. You can reach out to us at wpnop.org forward slash contact. And remember... That there's a serious point to all of this, and that is that WP and Op is here to provide help and support. That help is available for you or people you know and can be easily accessed at the WPNOP.org website. Please spread the word about this new podcast, tell your friends, and subscribe on your favourite podcast player. Together we can hashtag press forward. <laughs>